0: Or Whatever Movies with
1: Wesley and Iris. What up and welcome to Or Whatever Movies. I am your co-host Iris and I'm here with my older brother. Wesley. Today we are talking our second Patreon selected film from our patron, Eric Shamlin.
0: The great Eric Shamlin.
1: Yeah. He chose 2014's John Wick.
0: John Wick. I said, dude, we will jump on that right away, but... We're not covering John Wick 2 and 3. This movie has to stand on its merits as an individual film.
1: Oh, my goodness. There are five John Wicks planned.
0: Yep. Fourth one is coming out in twenty twenty two, and if we all survive that long, and then number five. So here's my involvement with John Wick. As with TV shows, it's always kind of fun if you're not quite on board the train. I didn't see the John Wicks because I was like John Wick, now I'll wait. And then in Croatia, <laughs> with you know, on different Netflixes around the world, they have different availability of films. So I was like, ooh, John Wick is on Netflix. It hasn't ever been before. You were
1: using your Netflix account in Croatia, and right there was new programming.
0: Correct. Uh, my Netflix accessed the Netflix in that country, which happened to be Croatia. And so I downloaded two of the John Wicks. Three hadn't been released yet.
1: That's pretty cool to think that our Netflix accounts aren't geo restricted to where the count is registered, but rather where we
0: are in the world. Except when you download that movie, and I watched One on the Plane, and then I watched Fast and Furious, one of them, I can't even remember which one. And then when I went to watch John Wick 2, about a half an hour before the ending, the plane started to land. And I was like, oh, it's cool. I'll just catch it on the ground somewhere when we get home. And as soon as I stepped off the plane and turned off airplane mode, I was in the U.S. again, and that content was restricted. So I have not seen the end of John Wick 2.
1: <laughs> but you saw John Wick 1, and then you rewatched it for this review? Yes. Well, I, too, had not seen any of the John Wicks. But when I sat down to watch John Wick, Brian was like, oh, John Wick, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you've seen it? He's like, yeah, I've seen it like four times. He was so excited that I was sitting down to watch John Wick. He had all these things he needed to do. And he was like, ah, just you know, watch 10 minutes. <laughs> this is so Brian's type of film. He, I was like, what's so great about this film? And he's like, the badassery. He's like, it's just badass. And I was like, okay. And that's kind of what it is.
0: And our friend Eric Shamlin, who is our longest and strongest Patreon supporter for Or Whatever Movies. What, what? Thanks, Eric. Chose this movie after a long debate. I was like, look, you've had this coming for a long time. Make your selection and we will review whatever you want. And for a while, it looked like he was going to choose something obscure or bizarre to put us through through our paces or something. And so when he came up with John Wick, I immediately embraced it and was like, hey, we got to jump on this for Eric right away. Because John Wick seems like a simplified plot movie the pitch for john wick seems so simple deceptively simple that it relies heavily on the stunt works on the on the coordination on the visuals in order to get it made because on paper is john wick super compelling is it the blockbuster that would warrant five five movies ultimately in in a series
1: i think what made john wick compelling at least at the outset was Keanu Reeves enthusiasm for it because as I understand it he was the one that initially passed the script on to his stunt coordinators and trainers who then decided that they were going to put their bid in to direct it
0: yeah Chad Stahelski was his stunt double on the Matrix
1: best in the biz right
0: yeah stuntman turned director
1: what a great Hollywood story right
0: well Keanu Reeves his whole life is a great Hollywood story His willingness to work with other people, to help other people, and further people he admires around him in the business is unparalleled.
1: He comes into this movie so likable, and that goes a long way for his character as John Wick.
0: And there is a a strange parallel there, because John Wick himself, not particularly likable. He's not affable. In fact, he kind of loses his cool. Definitely singular in purpose and motivated and driven, but he's not... Funny, I don't think. He's not endearing, except that he's Keanu Reeves. So those definitely blend.
1: He's funny and endearing in a Keanu Reeves kind of way. Right.
0: but So you have to carry the Keanu love over into the John Wick character, because this, I think, fell squarely in the middle of the keanu Zance.
1: keanu Yeah. Everyone in anticipation of John Wick was like, is Keanu Reeves really back?
0: I'm thinking he's back.
1: <laughs> I wanted to talk about his character There's a lot of similarities between the John Wick character and Leon from The Professional.
0: I guess John Wick is a hitman, right?
1: He's a cleaner for sure.
0: So someone said, and and I don't remember who it was, but I wrote it down with quotation marks around it very early in the movie, no rhyme or reason to this life.
1: This is from within the movie?
0: Yeah. And so and I think that represents the movie kind of as a whole, because when a movie is this straightforward in terms of storytelling, then we can employ very simple tricks, which make it effective. The cold open where he's almost dead, and we don't know how it happened, but we know he's been through, through hell to get there. And then we have to kind of find and unravel how he came to this place, ostensibly dying on the side of the road next to some random car.
1: In some random dockyard.
0: All wet and sad.
1: Plus all the drama that they take us through in the first 10, 15 minutes of the film.
0: Yeah, this is just a pressure valve opening, right? He's a hitman, and he's been through a bunch of stuff. And so he's got all these skills and all this rage and no outlet. So he drives and yells and spins around and stuff.
1: I have to say, as straightforward as the story may have been, in the long, dramatic opening preamble, I was like, what's going on? (laughs) Like, (laughs) when he drove and went all aggro and was like, stunting in front of those semis yeah by the way did he have the puppy in his car when he was doing that aggro driving
0: yep puppies are cute
1: yeah but they don't like to do stunt driving
0: you don't know that was john wick's dog john wick dog does what john wick do
1: (laughs) was john wick's dog a beagle
0: the cutest beagle ever daisy
1: they had to go snoopy dog
0: right you better recognize
1: they had to go Snoopy Dog and then murder it.
0: So you know what else? <laughs> oh, not okay. So you know what else was really cute in that driving scene? What? John Wick. He kind of looked like Brian.
1: <laughs> Funny that you'd say that because when Brian and I first met, he was driving his black Matrix from back in the day. Do they still make Matrix? Matrices? No, they do I don't not. Know. And he... <laughs> so dorky. He would get mistaken for Keanu Reeves. There was some association with him driving a Black Matrix which I don't think Keanu Reeves would drive a Black (sighs) Matrix.
0: (laughs) It's a little bit too on the nose. A. B. While I get the Keanu Reeves-Brian Matrix association, Matrix not the coolest car.
1: I mean, a fine car, a serviceable car, but probably not the car that Keanu Reeves drove after, you know, Matrix fame. What a cutie. (laughs) But yeah, he's kind of looking a little Keanu-y. Keanu, as John Wick, looks younger than Ted. I mean, obviously, it's 2014. It's the beard, man. Versus 2020. It's the Yeah, you were saying in our review of Bill and Ted Face the Music that the beard makes him look younger, and he looked older because he was clean-shaven.
0: He had obscures to fine lines.
1: He's aged pretty well, and he did all of his stunts in John Wick. But he does kind of have old man butt.
0: I it's in slacks everybody has old man butt in slacks
1: why because it's just so revealing
0: no it's just it's just slacks flatten the butt no one's ever like oh those slacks really tight on that butt
1: i don't know there were just a couple stunts where he was like a little jiggly and there was like some jelly rolling old man butt going on i wasn't focused on the
0: keanu butt but i can see how you how you were um the (laughs) yeah uh so I, I had mentioned to <laughs> You're Kelly. you like, where do I go from that? Well, no, I, I'll tell you exactly where I can go from that. I had remembered that in order to get Snoopy to jump up and lick Keanu's face when he wakes him up in the morning, they put a smear of bacon grease on Keanu Reeves' face. And so Kelly's watching it for the first time, and I mentioned that to her. that Hey, they, You know how they got the dog to jump up and, and wake Keanu up? They put bacon grease on his face. Isn't that funny? And she was like, I would jump up and lick Keanu Reeves' face without bacon grease on it. <laughs> So there you go.
1: They put peanut butter on Zach Galifianakis's beard in The Hangover.
0: That's because you can't see peanut butter in Zach Galifianakis's beard.
1: <laughs> and apparently Todd Phillips' dog likes peanut butter.
0: Don't all dogs? You smear peanut butter on the shower wall and let him go to town and then clean them up.
1: Huh. I mean, I don't know.
0: So we have this setup for John Wick that is, yeah, I guess it couldn't be confusing, but maybe you have to do all the tricks. To make a very very straightforward setup more interesting
1: i think that the directors just needed to get the dramatic piece out of the way they were like let's set up his dramatic backstory and then get to the action and not look back
0: setting up the cold open helps to establish his character and i've long maintained that better heard not seen is good for building this reverence for these mythical heroes That John Wick ends up to be, and that you hear all about the deeds before you see them because it's much scarier. He's the stuff of legend, and his legend has spread far and wide throughout the Russian mafia and beyond. Yeah,
1: well, Vigo's O in response to Aurelio revealing what Alfie Allen has done says it all. You know that that O was Vigo kind of accepting at the outset. That his son is going to die.
0: Yep. He learns what happened, the circumstances of this robbery gone wrong, and immediately he thinks, well, there he goes. I've lost my son, right?
1: He already begins the grieving and letting go process then, even though he's got to try to do what he can to save his son. Yep. I mean, he's got to try.
0: Right. And Kelly mentioned if he had just given him up from the very outset, knowing the inevitability, he would have saved 70, 80 lives.
1: Not to mention his entire fortune. Yep. But can I just say that I'm really glad that with all the build up to the John Wick character that we got to see him throw down so much and so well, like I was a little worried that with all that buildup, he was going to go creeper style and just peace out.
0: Well, you knew that there were th- subsequent John Wicks, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, a general cinematic convention lets you know that he's not going to die.
0: Well, maybe he's like James Bond. And who's the next John Wick? It's pretty generic, right? This is, in fact, Keanu Reeves' eighth character named John.
1: <laughs> really? Yep. Can you walk me through that?
0: Jonathan Harker, Dracula Johnny Utah, Point Break You get the point, there's lots of them So
1: basically, he's just the generic He's John protagonist. Eric Protagonist
0: He's the everyman, Keanu is the everyman
1: <laughs> Which is kind of funny because Yes, he has kind of a very versatile look But he's also got a very distinctive look It's not like he's Michael Fassbender And you can't recognize him
0: He's exotic He. he one of the other Johns is when he played Buddha in Little Buddha, John Buddha.
1: Um, okay. <laughs> so did you have reference for Alfie Allen going into this?
0: I'm, I know that he was in Game of Thrones, but beyond that, I know that he is Lily Allen's brother. And way back in the day, Lily Allen wrote a song about him called Alfie, about how he does nothing but stays in his room and smokes pot and, and is useless. And I hope you find a future.
1: <laughs> well, he goes reek. In Game of Thrones, and that's when it becomes uber pathetic.
0: Very simple hitman movie premise. And, And so they employ all these tricks to make John Wick stand out, to make it feel more international, to make it feel deeper than it is. And likewise, the Russian gangsters, Reek apparently included, spoke a lot of Russian and they had a lot of colorful subtitles, considering the fact that everyone spoke English perfectly.
1: Why were those subtitles designed? Because they're cool. I mean, I watch everything in subtitles, but...
0: I mean, there are a lot of people who don't like subtitles. And the first time that it became necessary, I think, like in this style, was Slumdog Millionaire. And Danny Boyle's a British filmmaker, but we did a lot of it in Indian dialect, in one of the many Indian languages. I don't know which one. But the subtitles for that, because a lot of it had to be translated, were colorful, vibrant, all over the screen, different fonts. And that was the first sort of stylistic use of subtitles and i think john wick falls into that category
1: i mean it was whatever it was maybe gimmicky and a little distracting but i thought that they did do some pretty smart things to make it different we keep on referring to the overall concept as being simplified and streamlined and maybe even borderline generic but this whole idea of there being an elite society of hitman and like the ground zero being the continental and stuff that was kind of unique right can you find that in other hitman movies
0: a whole society certainly where there's an interconnected network a dark underworld of assassins and criminals and superheroes i guess but i don't think they got too much into that they did very simple I, what i guess was world building i mean they had the continental as the hotel which is sort of the the epicenter of the hitman universe they had their hitman currency and their hitman cleaning crew and
1: their hitman speakeasy,
0: yeah, the, the jazz speakeasy, and, and everybody understands the rules, I guess. So I guess that's world building. They also did some very dumb things. It was like uh, when we watched Karate Kid recently, and when Daniel's being chased by the skeletons and they fall down, there's a bone clattering sound <laughs> when uh, Ali trips up, yeah, and so stuff like that. There was a scene in John Wick, they, they're in, the, they're fighting in the bathroom, and he kicked the henchman in the nuts, and the nuts made a crunching sound.
1: Is that not accurate? No. <laughs>
0: When he goes to Vigo's church, which is the front for his operation and where he kept all his treasure, he walks into the church and quick draws an assault rifle and shoots everybody. It's this big European clumsy assault rifle and he whips it out of the bag before anyone else has a chance to react and shoots them dead.
1: Yeah, so you just told me what happened in the scene, but what's wrong with it?
0: It was big and dumb, and it was a fight movie where you know what happens. <laughs> I mean, the whole premise, if I was going to you know, do the log line or whatever, or the uh, episode description for John Wick episode one in 100 characters or less, it would be dude loses wife, dude loses dog, dude kills people, dude gets a dog.
1: That's a pretty nice sum up. So what we're getting at is that this movie is about the fight scenes and the gun work and throwing down but if you want to talk about dumb stuff i know that this is action movie tropey or whatever but like just kill the dude when you have the chance yep i think that he didn't kill alfie allen in the bath because he wanted to do it and watch him die and like look him in the eye but like when you have the shot take the shot there was way too much letting go of people
0: yeah i wasn't even thinking about the alfie allen one shoot
1: john wick don't put a bag over his head.
0: Right. If you know how dangerous John Wick is, if you catch John Wick, you shoot John Wick. You don't monologue at John Wick. Put a bullet at him and then monologue at his corpse. It would have been the safest course of action.
1: And on the flip side, you kill Vigo. Yes. You don't talk at Vigo. You don't let Vigo go.
0: But John Wick is a Terminator. He has, he's like Robocop. He has directives and he doesn't violate those directives or go off course or go on side quests. His mission is to find and kill Alfie. What's his name? Yosef. Yosef. And then he finds his dad, kills everybody except his dad, and says, Tell me where he is. And the dad tells him, then he walks away.
1: No, then you kill him.
0: Yeah, I guess. But come on, he lives by a Hitman credo.
1: He, oh, cause, yeah, cause Vigo's not going to come back after him.
0: Would, not, would he not have let such a thing go in the uh, the omerta of this Hitman world?
1: Vigo or John Wick? Vigo. I don't know.
0: Yeah. If your kid does John Wick dirty and John Wick kills your kid, do you have to go through the motions of revenging your kid?
1: Um. Yeah, I think so. I think you have to do it out of principle, even though it's futile. I appreciated that John Wick very quickly and unceremoniously dispatches of Alfie once he finally gets him. Like, once they're in the...
0: It's in the shipyard, right?
1: Well, Vigo, he kills Vigo on the shipyard.
0: Well, I know for Alfie because I made a meme about it. Keanu Reeves is pointing at Alfie on the ground, Yosef, and then the subtitles pop up just perfectly in frame. So he's holding a gun to his head, and the subtitles read, it was just a fucking... And then he kills him before he can you know, complete the sentence. So if you take a screen capture of that, you can put anything you want at the bottom. It was just a fucking gender reveal party. <laughs> So we'll see if my meme template takes off.
1: You made that? Yeah. Oh, man. This movie is so memeable. <laughs> I sent you a meme.
0: The the one where he's jumping around and shooting through the shelves?
1: Yeah. And my meme caption was, it's a dude thing. Because that was Brian's response to me when I turned to him and asked, so what's the big deal about this movie? He was like, it's a dude thing.
0: It doesn't pretend to be anything else. It was a stunt action scene driven movie directed by and choreographed by stunt people with the obligatory model butt shot in the underground sauna or whatever. Oh, yeah. So here's what I can't. Here's how I came out the other side of John Wick is this is a Jackie Chan movie. This is an American martial arts movie. The official term, as embraced by everyone involved in this movie, is gun-fu. Yep. He's a policeman or something. And then someone personal is kidnapped and he has to go find the guy. And that sets him on this course of action where he has choreographed and elaborate fight scenes. John Wick is the on the ground run and gun shooting version of Mission Impossible, where Tom Cruise is like, I want to hang off a plane. And they're like, okay, And they're like, well, how's that going to fit into the plot? And I don't know. Let's construct the script around the centerpiece stunts that I want to do that are crazy.
1: I think that Keanu Reeves's stature lends a lot better to these kinds of very physical grappling, choreographed stunt things.
0: I mean, this, he was no Chris Hemsworth in Extraction, but he's his own thing. He's his own thing, and our director, Chad Stahelski, was the stuntman turned director who was Keanu's stunt double on The Matrix, and also a second unit. We should director. clarify.
1: I think they were co-directors.
0: Yes, and who is his co-director?
1: David Leit liked.
0: And I only mentioned Chad because he directed the subsequent John Wick movies. I don't know about four and five, but at least two and three on his own. And then you have Tare Harrier's. He was a stunt coordinator and he was on Extraction and a stunt performer and possibly a coordinator on Old Guard. So we had mentioned this in our Old Guard review that movies like this are extremely efficient and they budget their action in such a way that you can flow throughout these fight scenes, dispatching of one people after another. And really the only change up in these scenes are where Keanu Reeves would hit or kick a dude and then lean on that dude and hold him down while he shoots other people before returning his attention and shooting that dude through the head.
1: You can't just trust that when you slam somebody through a plate class window that they're dead. You got to right. like shoot them in the head twice just to make sure.
0: And so there's budgeting the kill, but there's also making sure you understand what looks good on camera. And you have to have lots of plate class windows to slam people through.
1: Yes. Very cool locations, very dude, <laughs> testosterone heavy industrial equipment and cars and stuff.
0: He had three cars, his Mustang, a Challenger, and a Charger.
1: And the Charger, which was gifted to him, right? That was very fantasy-driven.
0: It was driven It was definitely a hotel owner, and you don't care what happens to rental cars, right?
1: <laughs> no, it was a gift. I think it was gifted to him for the inconvenience that he endured.
0: Keanu Reeves is a good stunt driver. I mean, look, you can't, especially in the fight with Perkins, where I saw his physicality, and because I was watching, and he did a lot of his own stunts, but it wasn't John Wick. He does his own stunts. You know, you kind of have to figure that out. And there are a lot of things that can be cheated because he's a lanky dude in a black suit with lanky black hair covering his face a lot of the time, until you see that it's unmistakably Keanu Reeves. And even if it wasn't high wire work, or the crazy, some of the crazier stuff that he might have done in the Matrix or other movies, given the fact that he's over 50, he's definitely fighting and flipping and grappling. So he did a lot of his stuff, no more apparent, I think, than in the Perkins fight in the hotel room, where I was like, well, that is really Keanu Reeves doing that hard stuff way older than I am. Not way, but older.
1: Yeah, taking hits. That was not only Keanu Reeves, but that was also Adrienne Palicki. Like she was fully engaged in fighting Keanu Reeves and he's backing her into shelves and televisions and stuff. So he's got that going for him. I mean, he doesn't do a lot of acting in this film, but he's almost perfectly cast for it.
0: I agree. As with Neo, he is almost perfectly cast as the stuff happens to him and he reacts convincingly without long monologues.
1: Right. But I think because Keanu Reeves was perfect for this film, they kind of cast around him. Like Willem Dafoe is, you know, also kind of up there. And Don Leguizamo. And who's the dude that plays the guy who gives him all the tips?
0: All the tips. Is that the hotel guy or Ian McShane, the hotel owner?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all these badass but kind of older, more esteemed gentlemen.
0: Yeah, some gravitas there.
1: Right? But, you know, they're older and they've got cred. And I think that they basically are all kind of in the same legendary category.
0: So Willem Dafoe, I was waiting. I knew he was going to die. I didn't remember how he died or who killed him. But I was disappointed that John Wick didn't kill Willem Dafoe in this movie. Because Willem Dafoe from The Lighthouse was Wick Whack Wake as a (laughs) wiki who would have been killed by John Wick. That would have been cool.
1: Uh, I was wondering if your confusion slash our confusion about Wake had to do with John Wick. He was a wiki because <laughs> he was wake, right?
0: Right, wake the witch wiki. He was the, the wiki is the one is the guy who tends to the light, the the, the lighthouse wick. And the bat- <laughs> the Pat- Pattinson wanted to be a wiki too.
1: Wait, wake was the witch wiki who tended to the lighthouse wick?
0: Yeah, wick wack wake the witchy wiki wick wack who, who didn't get know. killed by John Wick, which was unfortunate. Who almost uh... killed Wick? Wack almost wasted Wick.
1: No, Wack did not almost waste Wick because Wack- Willem Dafoe was always on John Wick's side.
0: I don't know about that.
1: He misled Vigo to saying that, you know, he was on it for the two mil or whatever. but so he, so
0: he put that bullet into Wick's pillow to wake him up to let him know that Perkins was coming? Yes. Okay.
1: I mean, possibly before that moment, he was intending to kill John Wick. But then either the Perkins invasion kind of triggered something more protective in him or he was always intending to protect John Wick.
0: Because we know for sure that he was dead on bowls accurate and had him in the crosshairs and then missed him conveniently just enough to wake him up so that they could have the Perkins fight.
1: Well, let's figure it out. Could Willem Dafoe have known that Vigo had commissioned Perkins and that Perkins would break the rules of the Continental?
0: He certainly said that it was not an exclusive contract.
1: And he was standing outside the hot dog stand or whatever and checked in at the same time as Miss Perkins. So it's possible that Wake could have known that Perkins was going to get Wick. Okay. Well, I mean, their exchange at the funeral was kind of weird. Like, there was some awkwardness there. Brian was trying to lead me on, thinking that there was tension there to suggest that Willem Dafoe might take up the contract to kill Wake, Wick. <laughs> but he said, why are you here? And he said... Just checking. Um, on checking an in an old friend or whatever. Yep. But I think that despite there being awkwardness there... I think that he was there checking up as a friend.
0: It appears so. Code and Honor in the Hitman underworld. So do you think that John Wick is a softball of a movie pitched to us by our good friend Eric Shamlin?
1: Like, did he give us easy discussion fodder? I guess. I'm glad that Eric picked John Wick. I'd never seen it. There wasn't a real urgency or need for me to see John Wick. But there's going to be five of them. And it's obviously a very popular movie. I think it's an important viewing in terms of rounding out your modern day action classics.
0: It's a different kind of gore. We've been trying I've been trying for over six years to pin down what's acceptable and what's not. Tax collector, not acceptable. The five bloods, not acceptable. John Wick, oh it's okay. It's a different kind of violence. It's stylized comic book extraction, old guard violence.
1: I think there's a couple things that work for John Wick in terms of us accepting the violence there's a code amongst the elite hit men and women keanu reeves is so freaking likable and also everyone is quite gentlemanly and sensible in this film like the cleanup crew the dinner reservation crew they're like so polite and like professional and the hotel concierge like very upstanding you take them seriously they're like gentleman killers
0: yeah it's a secret society Kingsmen kind of vibe yep Except this was a better movie than Kingsman.
1: (laughs) Where they're all very smartly dressed and stuff. You know, the suits were fantastic. I get it. Settle down. Relax. Signature John Wick suit was, was fabulous. Yeah, great. So you have more context for this than I do. Where does John Wick fit into modern day action movies?
0: I think it is the quintessential American action movie of this era. You know, Rambo did his thing and was in a place where he can kill a bunch of people. Same thing with Schwarzenegger in any of the Commando or Terminator movies. John Wick is the action hero for this new decade, this new era. John Wick is big and dumb and cool and fun. You can't not like this movie unless you don't like blood and killing and everyone likes blood and killing.
1: <laughs> you can't there's definitely a way that you can not like this movie, but I think if you go in knowing what John Wick is and the willingness to appreciate it for what it is, then you can't not like this movie. Yes.
0: You either want to be John Wick making blood come out of people's heads or you want to lick bacon grease off of John Wick's head.
1: I think that pretty much covers everybody. Everybody
0: loves it. <laughs> right, so everybody loves this movie. I saw it before, kind of forgot about it. It was that was cool, and he killed people, and that was it. So John Wick is an all right movie for me.
1: John Wick as a movie is not moving any cinematic needle, but I think that John Wick is the needle when it comes to modern-day action movies. So John Wick gets a good from me. And there you got it, an all right from Wes, a good from Iris. Let us know what you think. Eight one eight eight three five zero four seven three is our hotline, or whatever movies at gmail.com or whatevermovies.com. At or whatever movies on Twitter and Instagram or whatever movies, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash or whatever movies.
0: Eric Shamlin keeps us afloat. He is not enough. I don't have a Mustang. I don't have a cool gun room under my garage. I don't have gold coins. And we really want that stuff.
1: <laughs> well, maybe you should be a hitman.
0: <laughs> Did you say hitman? Like Eric Hitman? Hitman. Because It sounded like you said hitman.
1: I don't want you to have a bad conscience about being a bad hitman. <laughs> <laughs> Eric does deserve a huge shout out he is our mom and dad patron which is the best you can be he's better
0: than our mom and dad
1: (laughs) who are not patreon patrons by the way so thank you Eric not only for his patronage but for suggesting we review John wick so thanks again and we'll see you next time electric Electric welcome to the candle power hour